boom, and we're live. Welcome back. Here we are, Disruption Nation show, podcast, platform, where we showcase people that are disrupting their space in a positive way. Drop a show every Tuesday at 2 o'clock. Check us out on YouTube, your favorite podcast app. Today, we bring you Max Keller. Max, thanks for being on the show, man. How you doing? Awesome, man. Glad to be here. We're going to disrupt. We're going we're gonna to tear it up today. That's right. You know, I mean, everybody wants to be disrupted or talk, talk a bunch of trash about the disruptors that are disrupted, whatever they're trying to do. But yeah, it's, uh, that's how we got here, man. That's part right. of the name, right? Yeah. So you were doing that, you know, obviously. So uh, had some mutual business connections, connect us, right? So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited that you're here, you know, and, uh, and we're all, we're Texas boys. I'm, I'm, I'm south part of the state. Okay. I won't give you a heart too much of a hard time being in Houston that you're up in the Fort Worth, Dallas area, but you right. know, um, Hey man, welcome to the show. So Max real quick. And then uh, I'm, I'm gonna kind of, you know, turn it over to you, but you was math teacher. How long were you teaching math, man? Uh, seven years. I coached football, uh, basketball track, and then taught math. Okay. No, that's fantastic. And then you segue into being a real estate agent, an investor, yeah. and uh, an author also. And so, man, being a, I didn't know you're a coach too. So that, that that's probably where some of the, the energy and the enthusiasm comes from. All right. Yes. Yeah. That, that, and that can't hurt, you know, in, in, in the wonderful world of, uh, of sales that, that we, uh, we like to play within the real estate space. So, because uh, you definitely bring that, which people are obviously attracted to. So how the heck do you segue from coach math into, you know, current, uh, current seat as an investor and author and real estate agent. Yeah. Well, big surprise. I wanted to make more money. You know, I really, I didn't yeah. complain about my job. Um, I felt like I was the only person in the teacher's lounge who really liked what I was doing. I love teaching math. I taught algebra. You know, I taught the kids who are really struggling is uh, title one inner city school. And I loved every day. I mean, it was, it was heaven on earth. I love working with the kids. I loved helping them figure out, you know, how to, you know, pass for the year and graduate and just, yeah, it was awesome. And actually I really didn't complain about the money either. I felt blessed to have a job and I was thankful for what I had. And um, I just wanted to do a little bit more. And I wasn't, I, I liked the first couple of weeks of summer break, but then I was like, you know, I want to like make money. I've always been entrepreneurial. I always like making money. I've had businesses before. Um, so I was just looking for a summer gig and a friend of mine, close friend who's real conservative, like, like, I'm not talking about like politics. I'm talking about just like risk, like somebody I would never expect to do anything other than just work for the government where he worked. He told me, uh, he goes, you know, I, I bought a rent house and I was like, you bought a rent house. And he told me how it works. And then uh, we were on a vacation uh, during that summer. And I stayed with my cousin who's in the Coast Guard and he was talking about, I go, are you buying this house or renting it? And he goes, no, I'm renting it. My landlord's like our age. And I was in my mid thirties at the time. And he goes, you know, that he has like seven or eight houses and he just pretty much just goes around and make sure that we're happy and, you know, paying the rent. That's what he does for a living. And I was like, man, that sounds pretty good. So when I got into real estate, my goal wasn't to go full time at all. I was just going to get one or two houses a year. Um, you know, just save up, do some work in the summer, maybe do a fix and flip and then, you know, use that equity, be it, you know, you know, 60, 70 cents all in, maybe do a cash out refi. Um, but that was my, my game plan was just to get a couple rentals, do that for, you know, 10 years. And then when I went and retired from teaching, you know, I'd have a little bit of nest egg. I could, you know, give my kids one of the houses or sell it to pay for a wedding. You know, I have a big family. So I was just trying to put something together and then, it just sort of took over. I mean, a real it took me about four months to learn and figure out that I really liked real estate. 
I got a two deals under contract, uh, December, 2015, uh, which was like literally, I mean, I just start, I started driving for dollars and, you know, driving around and just trying to stir something up. Um, just took a couple weeks, got a couple houses under contract, wholesaled one made about 16,000. Um, and then I said, okay, this is cool. Went to deal number two, got involved in some masterminds, you know, got some good, really good mentors. And then I think I was on deal number three when I quit my job and yeah. I got paid, paid through the summer. And then my first, the first month that I didn't get my teacher pay, we get paid on the 20th of the month. Um, so it was uh, September was the first month I didn't get my teacher pay. And instead of getting $3,400, like I normally did with, you know, seven years, you know, rookie teacher of the year, master's degree, every award that I could get pretty much I was making $3,400 for a whole month. And instead on the HUD one at the very bottom left, um, I got 34,000 from that third flip. And then, you know, I knew that I was in the right spot. I never looked back, got my license um, and just uh, kept expanding. And then, but you know, it wasn't easy. I mean, definitely 2017, 2018, the market started to tighten up, you know, return on marketing spend went down. And that's kind of when I went on this most recent journey and found some better leads for my business and a better way to market for them. Yeah. What was the timeline on that, by the way, when was the, did you uh, make the decision? Like, okay, I'm in the right spot. I'm going to go, I'm going to go forward with real estate. Yeah. So I think, okay, I, I got the idea in July and then by that next May, um, I, you know, I, I knew it was for me. So it took about 10 months. I asked my wife first. So I always encourage people to do that if they're thinking about making the jump and I had things lined up, you know, I had done businesses before I was focused. Um, I had a little bit of savings, you know, things like that kind of helped put the odds in my favor. It was easier to make the jump in, you know, 2015, 16 than it is right now because the deal flow was a lot, just a lot looser. So, but it didn't take too long. You know, I prayed about it and just, I mean, at some point you have to jump, you know, you can't wait for everything to be perfect. I mean, we had just had our fifth daughter. Um, so I had a newborn at home and, um, I literally was working, teaching math all day during the day. And then at night I would work for free for a local real estate investor. And then I'd stay up at night and help my wife with the baby and I didn't complain. So it, it's not easy, but you know, now it's all worth it because, you know, fast forward, you know, I flipped over a hundred houses, participated in a lot of, you know, transactions with my, um, you know, with my license. And, um, you know, like I said, now it's turned into some other businesses. So you just have to kind of make the jump. Man, that's, that's, uh, that's beautiful. So you have more than one kid? Yeah, I have six. So I have uh, uh, my first five were girls and then we had a boy about two years ago. So congratulations. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. How about you? I got two. I got two boys. So oh, good. Yeah. They're totally different. It's like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and the girls were so quiet and they just read and they're real like, you know, they're not all wild and rambunctious, but that's the other thing is about this podcast is like, don't ever give up. You know, I remember my students would be like five girls. What's the chances of that? That's impossible. I'm like, no, it's, it's one half to the fifth power, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah, 3.75%, um, give or take. So never give up. We had a boy, never give up, you know, have a new career with real estate. Um, you know, just when deal flow gets tight, just, just never give up because there's always, um, there's always opportunity on the other side of challenges. It's just what you make of it. And a lot of it's your attitude. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, so how long have you, uh, I mean, you'd be considered an expert, obviously, right. In the investor space. Cause you've been doing what, how many years now has it been? 
Yeah, so it's been five years. And five years, five, five quick years and pretty impactful, right? Yeah, yeah, it's gone by. It's gone by really fast. You know, one of the like contributions I, I've you know made to my own business, my own family and uh, growing is is finding better, better deals and, and doing those using creative methods. You know, for me, it was, I guess, around 2017 um, deals were getting tighter. My marketing spend was, you know, getting a smaller return. I was just getting less calls. The calls weren't as good a quality. And, you know, I go to somebody's house, whether they need a listing agent or they wanted to sell with a cash offer. Um, they, you know, there's just, there's just like people everywhere, you know, realtors and investors were just kind of like a dime a dozen. Yeah. And I'm here in the Dallas Fort Worth market and uh, you know, Houston has a lot of similarities. So I just didn't want to proceed like this anymore. I was actually getting kind of burnt out and thinking about just going back to being a teacher. Cause I really, I really didn't. I mean, yeah, I was making a lot more money, but I missed the satisfaction. I wanted to like have fun at work too. I didn't want to just do stuff just to get paid. Um, so anyways, what I did was I just, and this is something that maybe your audience can try if they haven't already, just something to consider. So I just went back through my deal flow and I looked at all the deals that I had done. And, and you know, I was, I wanted to, I knew that like what I was doing with my current marketing wasn't working. So I had to do something different. Mm-hmm. And so the problem was, is like, I was going after the same deals as everybody else. I was sending out the same messaging as everybody else. I just wasn't standing out. So I made a list. This is something for people who have existing business. You know, I made a list of all the deals I had done up to that point, which was probably about 50 or 60. And for me, I was looking for three things and everybody's list is different. This is just, just speaking from what I was interested in. I wanted to have deals where I made good profit because, you know, sometimes working on a little deal or a big deal, it's the same amount of time, but you make three times more. So I'm looking for the profit. You know, I go to work to get paid. And so, uh, so so I wanted deals that had good profit. You know, I wanted deals where the seller that I was working with was had minimal resistance to my services, my offer. You know, I was I was the the consultant. I was writing the prescription, not somebody who was, you know, fighting me every which way because that just takes a lot of stress and it, it takes a lot of your emotional energy. And I didn't I didn't want that. So I was looking for profit. I was looking for people who were easy to work with, and I wanted to have fun. Like I said, I don't want to work with people that are jerks. I want to, you know, just get to be myself, help people. I know how to do real estate stuff. And so anyways, make a long story short, um, most of my deals out of those 50 or 60 did not meet all three, but the ones that did meet all three uh, fit a really, really solid pattern. And that was, they were senior homeowners, whether they needed to list their home or sell directly uh, with a cash offer, they were senior homeowners or the adult children. And Honestly, that was something I did not predict. I had pretty much like a shotgun approach to my marketing beforehand. You know, I was like, if you needed to do, if you needed something with your house, I would work with you. I didn't turn anybody away. And I was like, huh, okay. If this group of folks is like way better to work with for my criteria, right? Um, how do I get more of them? So I did some more research. And you know, like when I would flip houses, when we peel back like the walls, we'd find more problems. So that was like peeling back an onion that sucked. Um, this was actually good. So like I was, I continue to do my business and then I would do some more research on this, this quest that I was on to find like the ideal marketing, the ideal client. And, um, you know, I found that, you know, these folks, a lot of times were, um, you know, their houses weren't, didn't fit like a typical motivated seller profile. You know, they weren't tired landlords. The houses weren't beat up. Most of the time the houses were, 
sort of like little time capsules. Like everything was like from the Sears catalog, like 1972. Yeah. And, you know, they were great shape, but the people needed a lot of help. You know, when I work with like a younger client, you know, they kind of already knew the game a little bit and they, you know, they lived, moved, lived in a house, you know, four or five years ago and they just need to move somewhere. It was like simpler. But I was noticing these seniors, they had a lot more questions. They'd been in their house a long time. They didn't know how much their house was worth on and on. And so I started um, learning more about some of the other things they needed help with. I started learning more about, you know, like senior housing because a lot of my clients, I would buy their house and they would need to move somewhere else. And they were looking for a recommendation. A lot of times, you know, like when I buy, when I work with somebody on the, on the agent side or the investor side, and they were like 40 years old, you know, their kids aren't really getting that involved in the transaction and their parents aren't getting that involved in the transaction. You know, they're adults, but with the seniors, their kids were really involved. And a lot of times they lived like all over the country. And so there was all these challenges going on and they really didn't know who to trust, you know? And, um, and so I, and I saw that I took care of my grandma. She took care of me. Um, you know, when I was younger and so I saw my grandma was a widower and I saw what it was like, like how she would get hit up by, you know, reverse mortgage folks, you know, realtors were always knocking on her door going, Hey, you got a beautiful house. If you ever want to sell it, let me know. So I knew some of the challenges that seniors were facing just because I took care of my grandma and I was like, okay, how can I help these people? How can I provide more value to the transaction and, you know, do good for them and then help my business too. And so what ended up happening was, is I'm working with these seniors. Um, I'm, I'm finding new ways to, you know, reach out to more of them and I'm providing more value. Um, I'm, I'm in these living rooms sometimes for three to four hours talking about all their options, you know, options. Well, if you, you know, list the home, this is what it looks like. You know, if you sell directly, this is what it looks like. These are your options of where you can go and move to. And then I'd have to restart with the kids. So I was looking for like a more scalable way to do this. I had one other person in my business helping me do the same thing. And I was actually at, um, I was getting an, an agreement signed and it was the, it was the seller who's a senior. I helped them find another place to live and their daughter. And the daughter was like about 55 or 60. And she's, she's like, you know, you guys, you've really, really like helped our family out a lot. You know, a ton. I really appreciate you. Um, have you ever thought about writing a book about this? And I was like, no, like I'm, I'm, I'm in the real estate business. That's my focus. I'm not a writer. I was a math teacher. I wasn't an English teacher. Like that ain't going to happen. Ain't nobody got time for that. And, uh, and so basically uh, I thought about it a little bit more and I was like, you know, it's actually kind of a good idea. You know, I didn't know how to do it. I got some resources. Now we have some resources that we've pulled together to help people who are maybe thinking about the same thing. And I'll share with your audience at the end, how they can get a copy of that. But yeah, I just made it really, really wasn't that hard. I made a list of all the questions that folks have been asking me in their living rooms from, you know, hundreds of transactions that I've been a part of and just said, okay, these are the questions I'm seeing all the time. These are the answers. And I was like, that pretty much was the book. It was a how-to guide. It was an FAQ book. And that was a home to home, to home the step-by-step -step senior housing guide. And we print out a hundred copies, start giving it away. And that was sort of the way that it all started. No, that's phenomenal. And, uh, and yeah, we'll do definitely do it again at the end, but I want to, you know, go ahead and, uh, give people that want to check it out and take advantage. What's the the link that, that people can go to and get a free, free copy of, of your book, right? Thank you very much, by the way, for, uh, yeah. for offering that today. Sure. sure. No problem. So this is kind of a unique book. So this is a book that teaches you how to write a book. So like my first book took about 200 hours to write, uh, the workbook took a hundred. 
So that's a lot of time that you have to shut your business down and just like focus on it. So I was thinking about what were the obstacles for me and what were the stumbling blocks. And then I looked and I found some books out there on how to write a book, but not anything for like real estate professionals. You know, our business is a little bit different. And yeah. so if you want to create a how-to guide for your ideal customer, or you just want to improve your marketing, we wrote the REI book writing um, checklist and you can get it. We're going to sell it. Um, but if y'all, your audience wants to get a copy of it, for free, all they have to do is go to deals with an S, chasingyou.com. So deals, chasingyou.com forward slash uh, real producers. Okay. And if they do that, then they can um, get a copy of the book, download it. And whether you want to write your own book, um, you're a realtor or an investor, you want to write your own book, you want to write an ebook, or you just want to improve your marketing messages, your you know, your unique sales proposition, um, this book uh, can help you do that. So dealschasingyou.com forward slash real producers. And uh, Blaine is my producer in the background. Will you go on uh, Facebook Live and drop that real quick, please, in the uh, comments? That would be fantastic. Deals, uh, dealschasingyou.com forward slash real producers. All right, so we're talking about seniors, you wrote a book, we have, we have, we have you know, uh, obviously a, a playbook on how to write a book, which is, uh, which is awesome. Uh, yep. I'm looking forward to checking that out myself. Yep. And now are you, what's, uh, who do you feel that you can serve? Uh, probably both. Obviously you're serving the seniors, you know, and, and people in a bunch of different capacities to right. be, if, if they want to invest or want to know what their options are. That's uh, super important. However, do you also connect with a lot of uh, real estate agents? I mean, is one better than the other? Are they both, you know, I mean, like who are you, you know, masterminding with? I mean, are they investors that also have real estate license? Or are they investors that just want to invest and they don't, they're not like you, they don't have license. It's just not their deal. Yeah. You mean folks who reach out to us? Right. Yeah. So we kind of have two, two types of folks, you know, so we have uh, investors and real estate uh, agents who want to reach out to this niche or one of the other niches. We have some different licensed content that we have that allows people to plug in. But basically, if you're a real estate professional, there's there's really two ways to get your message out and get access to the credibility and the instant trust and an enhanced referral tool, which is a book, a how-to guide to your ideal prospect. And so there's really two ways. There's a DIY approach, and then I call it the ROI. And so, you know, folks who are uh, agents and investors who like to do everything themselves, they're maybe a one-man shop, you know, they like to roll up their sleeves and they're involved in the accounting and the marketing and going out to all the client appointments and all the service, you know, there's like nothing wrong with that method at all. You know, there's a lot of trial and error involved, but, you know, if you get satisfaction from going through the process and just, and having the freedom to do everything yourself, nothing wrong with that at all. So we have folks who reach out to us that have more of a DIY approach um, in their business or more solopreneurs. And that this real estate uh, checklist is a great way for them to go through it and figure out how to target their ideal niche, how to speak to them, how to outline their, their marketing messages in their books. So people who reach out to us that are on the DIY side, we want you to plug into this book that we wrote and it'll teach you how, and there's no charge, and all you have to do is just read through it and it'll basically give you the outline, the same outline that we use every time we write a new book. Um, another type of folks that reach out to us, we call them the ROI. So they're uh, agents and investors that, you know, they, their time is money 
And, you know, they have a team that they, that they leverage to do some of the other activities in their business. You know, they usually have somebody, you know, who is dedicated towards their marketing. Maybe they have people who are dedicated towards follow-up and calls, uh, an admin assistant, CRM, you know, specialist, things like that. Uh, maybe an assistant who's doing things in the transaction. So they can just focus on, you know, getting more deals. If they're an investor, getting deals funded. And so for the ROI, uh, real estate agent and real estate investor, uh, we have some licensed content um, that they can plug into um, so that it's a lot faster approach to getting you know involved in a book. Wow, I love it. You're jam-packed with information, man. That's phenomenal. So uh, how, uh, how can people get a hold of you? Yeah, so the best way they can reach out to us, um, they can go to dealschasingyou.com. They can check out our website or they can go to our Facebook page. We've got some educational videos on there, um, articles, things that people can look at and kind of understand what it is that we're doing. And then um, so they can check us out on Facebook, our website, or if somebody just has a specific question, they can send, um, they can send me um, an email address or an email if they want. It's info at savior, uh, like our Lord and savior, publishinghouse.com. And that's my publishing company. And they can just send that over. And um, you know, I'd be more than happy to answer any of their questions about how all of this works, but um, it's been a real accelerator for me. It's turned into a whole nother business and uh, all of our students who plug into our systems, uh, you know, investors and agents are really happy. So it's a win-win. Yeah, no, it sounds like it. And uh, if y'all go and just check out Max Keller, you know, on, uh, on uh, Facebook, you'll be able to, you know, see some of the uh, events and masterminds and conferences and, and things that he's involved with and awards that he's won. So decorated in the state, man. I appreciate you being here. And you know, I'm going to uh, get us out of here before too much longer, but uh, a couple questions just, you know, for people to get to know you a little bit better before we get out of here. What's been your uh, least favorite part and uh, in most favorite part of quarantine, you know? So sometimes you get the great with the bad, but <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> what has it been for you, man? Oh, good question. Um, I think, I think they would actually be the same. So less travel and less travel because it's been nice to be at home with my family, but I do enjoy traveling. So it's been kind of a, Pro Anacon. Yeah, no, I totally hear you. What about what's your uh, what's your favorite book or book that you're reading right now? Yeah, so um, I just finished uh, a Fiasco, uh, which is called it's like called the uh, the inside story of a Wall Street trader. That was a really good book. Just finished that one, Fiasco. Check it out. Um, right. Recommended by uh, uh, Warren Buffett and some of those other guys that like to read like a really wide range of books. So I kind of look at different people's reading lists and try books outside of just real estate. Um, my favorite book is Deep Work by Cal Newport. Really talks about how to concentrate, how to create something that isn't just going to be good for like, you know, 15 minutes or an hour, but create something that really lasts a long time, like a book. Um, you know, if you're going to put your energy into something like, you know, you get a compounding effect by doing things that last a lot longer. That's awesome. Write that one down. Deep Work, right? Yeah, it's the greatest book I've ever read. Fantastic. Uh, what about music? Favorite artist, musical genre? Where you at? I, like, I like jazz music. So uh, uh, Chet Baker, John Coltrane, those are my favorite. I'm pretty much just stuck in, you know, 60s jazz and um, I, I'm probably not ever going to come out of it. I like some current stuff too, but. Nothing wrong with jazz, man. I, I love jazz too. You know, it's not, it's not something you hear all the time, but. Yeah, I love it. My assistant, my assistant played trumpet and, uh, and so we, uh, we exchange notes all the time and talk about it. But uh, I, I wanted to be uh, like in a jazz band and just the weirdest thing I signed up for it. And my parents just like got the message wrong. And I was like, hey, 
you know, did the like band people call? And uh, they're like, no, um, uh, we told them you're not interested, but man, I wanted to be in a jazz band. I just, I still can, you know, but yeah, jazz music's pretty good. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's good. And it's, uh, I think it's gonna make a comeback. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Well, it's, uh, it's got, got some people that like it. That's for sure. That's All, right. Right, man. All right, let's see. If you could be locked in quarantine with anybody other than your significant other, okay, who would it be? Uh, oh, man, that's a tough one. Without my significant other, uh, man, you've been fun to hang out with. I bet we could, do, we, we could, we could come up with some great ideas. I like, uh, I study uh, Bill Ackman a lot. Uh, he's a, a hedge fund uh, investor. Um, I like him okay. a lot. So I think if, if Bill was in here, we could be working on some pretty big time deals. And then I like the Tybo guy because you got to stay fit during quarantine. He's That's got true. a good attitude. What, uh, Billy Wait. Billy Blanks. Do you remember him, the Tybo guy? Man, I, I don't know. Tybo, I mean, let's get, if we get Tybo and uh, and Wall Street uh, all together, I think we're going to be taking down some huge deals. Right. There you go. The, the, you got to have the right people in the position to make the power plays. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. Oh, man. We'll get some um, girls in there, too. You got to understand, I, I'm in a girl house, okay? I got a wife and five girls. You held out for the boy. I mean, I just, yeah. I don't know. I think that's remarkable, man. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm sure you never, ever hear that, but seriously. Him, the tool man, he's pretty cool. I think he would keep us entertained during quarantine. What's this? Talking about? Is, this your, is this your boy? No, no, no. I'm still on the quarantine list, man. That was a good oh, question. got it. What was the guy from uh, Home Improvement? Tim no, the the neighbor? No. No, no, no. The, the lead character. Tim Allen, right? Yeah, Tim Allen. Bring him in. He would keep it fun while we're taking down deals and getting fit and then making some jokes. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good trio right there. Yeah, he's a, that is a funny dude right there. That's a good question, man. You got good questions. I appreciate that, man. All right. Uh, next last one, or it might be the last one. I don't know. Let's see if I think of anything else. What's your favorite product or brand that you can't live without? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I'm not really into clothes anymore. I'm, I don't have anybody to impress. Um, but I do like, I mean, I have a lot of Apple products, so uh, their phone's pretty good. So yeah. I think that one, if I had to go Android, it'd be like down face. I love it, man. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, I was telling somebody the other day, I was like, I love Facebook, I love Instagram. It's like, I'm almost scared to get on it sometimes because, you know, you got to, I mean, I, I'm a big believer. It's like, you got to use social media, don't let social media use you type of thing. Because, <laughs> it's easy to rabbit hole, you know, but I just want to go love on my people, man. And it's, uh, right. Um, all right. Last question, Mr. Max, what, uh, what's the best advice you ever got? And who gave it to you? Uh, well, let's see. I would say probably, uh, if you tell the truth, you never have to remember what you said. Um, and it was from a really unusual source. It was a job that I got right out of college and I only stayed there like three months, but I remember the general manager who we never saw. Um, he said that one time and I was like, that's pretty good advice. I had heard it before, but for some reason, um, that stuck with me and it's, it's just, I mean, it's just pretty basic. It's true though. Just tell the yeah. truth, just be yourself. I mean, on digital world, everybody can figure out if you're a faker or not. If you're not really doing what you say, it's, it's dumb. I'm not impressed by people who do that kind of stuff. So I'm just like, I'm just me. I'm Max the home buyer. I found a good source of motivated sellers. I found a great way to market for them. I'm loving what we're doing with our business. I'm glad that we made the decision to um, switch from from the teaching to the real estate. And you know, if you if you download a copy of that book and start writing your own, I mean, there's no, it's very accessible. It's not that hard. Anybody can do that stuff. But um, I'm just I just feel blessed to be here with you guys and get to share you know what I'm doing up here in Dallas Fort Worth, how we're impacting uh, you know home sellers, and uh, hope somebody takes something away from it. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, just in last time, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's in the. Uh, 
in the comments, but it's uh, deals chasing you. Yeah. com forward slash real producers because you heard it here. And, uh, and then one more time, how can people get a hold of you before I sign us out of here? Yeah, just go to dealschasingyou.com. Check me out online or on Facebook. And then uh, if you want to send me an email, you can info at saviorpublishinghouse.com. That's awesome. Max, thank you so much, guys. Thank you for checking us out. Again, Disruption Nation show podcast platform where we you know highlight people disrupting their space in a positive way so youtube you know like us subscribe whatever check us out there hundreds of videos and then uh you know download us on your favorite podcast app and uh you catch us obviously right here on facebook also so uh we will see you next week and max i appreciate you being on man thanks so much all right you too take care bye everybody